He's like, be done. He's been sweating all week. <laughs> Here, put our hands together for Matty on the camera as well. How about that? We're very blessed to have Matty with us. Uh, is he here? There he is. Can't see. Um, if you just bring the lights up a wee bit, Nathan, please. Thank you. Um, Matty's been phenomenal over the summer, and uh, we've missed him as he's been away in the States and learned how to do... He's only actually learned how to do video in, over the summer, right? Uh, and so he's very gifted and blessed, and uh, we're, we love having him here. So, uh, but... What a story. Um, this is the point where I ask you to share the fire out of that on Facebook, Instagram, whatever platform you have. Why? Because it makes a difference. Because it changes lives. Because uh, you know, we overcome by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. And there's just something powerful about people sharing their heart. And here's the thing, it, it, it's not even... It's just amazing to see Mob in a new place. It's not, there's no pressure. He's not perfect. Can I get an amen, Esther? <laughs> He's not perfect like us all, like me. Um, what, you're not supposed to laugh. That was, that was a vulnerable moment. You laughed at me. <laughs> I have to go to council now. Great. Um, but, but there's just something so powerful about it. And listen, if we can get a church that steps up and is willing to use their own platform, their, their own space, their own opportunities, and, and they, they start to, people start to take those, I'm telling you, lives are changed. Like Mob said, people were, were at him. Not, not in a mean way, but they were at him in a way that, hey, I'm still here, God's still talking, God still wants you, He still loves you. And eventually... It's a hard thing to surrender. That's how hard it is. It's a hard thing to let go. That's why people don't. Um, and so, my, I just encourage you. We're going to share that on social media straight after church on Instagram and Facebook. Share the Facebook post because the Instagram can't, it, it, it can't uh, take the whole video because there's a, there's a cap on it. But share the Facebook. Um, if we can get 30 plus shares, we'll reach thousands of people. And listen, it's not even about our church. It's about blessing the world around us. It may help other churches as people come to faith or, or people in their churches come to faith and, and bless their, the body of Christ. It's not just about us. Um, but, you know, we're, we're doing a thing here too and we, we want to bring heaven to earth. And, you know, I want to talk a, a little bit about that this morning, about some of us right now, we're kind of in a space right now where we feel like there's a lid. There's a natural lid. There's a roof. It's like the roof here, you can't go beyond it. Some of us in here right now, we've came in here and there's areas of our life where there's a roof, there's a lid, there's a limit, there's something you cannot get past in your own strength. And God wants to break those limits. He wants to break those bar barriers. He wants to shed light on the darkness. We're talking about darkness. Nathan, um, you wouldn't put a wee bit of light up just in the, so people can actually, if they've got a Bible or anything, they can see. There we go. Let there be light. Um, perfect, thank you. And, and so th we want to shed light. So I couldn't see you there because there was no light. I couldn't see what was going on. I wasn't exposed to the fact that you were actually there, so I couldn't do anything. About, I wouldn't even know where to go or where, where to move in order to connect. 
God wants to connect to you, but there's areas of your life that are sitting in darkness. They're sitting, uh, there's, there's no exposure. You, you can't see, you're just blind. It's not your fault, it's just you can't see. And so, you know, I was, I was last week we spoke about, this is a series on prayer. This is the third part of the series, and last week we spoke about um, how God is drawn to movement. Listen, if you want God to move in your life, God doesn't react to good intentions. <laughs> That's a killer. God doesn't move with good intentions. He moves when you move. So that means if you want freedom in areas of your life where the, you're struggling, where there's darkness, where there's limits, where there's roofs, you've got to move. You might have to move and go tell a friend. You may have to move, go tell a counselor. You might have to move and tell some, one of the leaders in here. You might have to move. No, actually, you mightn't. You have to move. If you want to fulfill the call in your life, you have got to move and get on the dream team and go to the growth track. We're going to do a growth track, fast track next week, if you put that up there, Dylan. Um, the growth track, fast track next week should be on the screen. Put our hands together for Dylan on the computer. <laughs> we actually said, Dylan, come on, you can do this. He says, I don't want to do it. I'm afraid of messing up. Yeah. So it's supposed to say growth track, fast track. But um, so basically what that means is instead of the normal growth track, it's four weeks. Okay. So this, is good. this is a good deal here. It's usually four weeks, uh, one step there's four steps, one after each week, after service. Next week, we're going to do all four in one. So come on, it's a bargain. Oh, you're, you're not going to have to waste any more time. We're just going to knock it out, 45 minutes. In our new suite, new space, there's a new place upstairs. It's just like heaven, I promise you. We'll, we'll have treats, we'll have food, we'll have, we'll have your lunch next week upstairs. It's a new place, but it's a, come on, can I get any witnesses in here? Does anyone think upstairs is looking good? Three people. Obviously, Sarah, I've got hands raised here. This is great. We're getting all, getting all Pentecostal up in here. Um, and so that's obviously because only three people have seen it. You know, three out of three. But, but so next week is going to be the growth track. So I want you to plan. I want everybody, I would love everyone in this room to go through it. Why? Because it's connected to your purpose. It's connected to who you are. It's connected to you moving. And if you move, God will move. Amen? So let's get some movement up in here. So this week, I want to talk about a new place um, that God wants to bring you personally in your life. It's not just about church. It's about you. If you move, God moves. And this is what I've always believed is, you know, I've, I've been to America. I've been to Africa. I've been to all across Europe on various different trips to Russia. And, and there's many different places, beautiful places across the earth. Just like there's many beautiful different types of people in this room, there's diversity. But so often we, have, we can have a, a mindset where it's better over there. The grass is greener over there. But you've heard it said, the grass is only green where you water it. Oh, my relationship's not working out. These, well, are you watering it? Are you, are you plucking the weeds? Are you having awkward conversations? Because if you're not, the grass that was once beautiful will turn into destruction. It will, it will become something that is not desirable. The grass that you once wanted to play football on 
our sports on, our play rounders on, is, is now overgrown, full of weeds. And so what I'm trying to say is, it, it's not ne- God, if you want to bring heaven to earth, if you want a new place in your life, it's not by going elsewhere to run away from the issues. It's dealing with the issues, pulling the weeds, and letting heaven come to earth right where you are. You don't need to move to Australia. You don't need to move to America. You don't need to move back to Poland. Come on, we got Marta in the house this morning. Let's give Marta a warm welcome. She's back. You see, she tried to move back to Poland and it didn't work. Yeah, he was. He says, be obedient and come back to Northern Ireland. God's country. (laughs) God's country. And so... This is what I've realized. I've realized if we can get people to believe in the God of the universe, that he loves you right here in Portadown, in Lisburn, in Cookstown, in Dungannon, in, Port- in Kilkeel even, with all the fish. If you can believe that God is over there, if you can believe he's over there, he's also over here. And if we can get a bunch of people to come together and believe that God is here right now in me, then you know what's going to happen? You're going to start to move. You're going to start to pray. And you're going to start to see God move in your life. You're going to see good gardens to play in. Even volleyball. We could play volleyball on that garden for Carl and Amy. Sorry, Amy. Susan, do you play? (laughs) Suzanne. She's going to murder me. I'm dead. Prayer for Phil. So anyhow... What I'm trying to say is heaven can come to earth right where you are. You don't have to go anywhere. I was cycling. Unfortunately, I've got an old hip. For whatever reason, my hip is done. I'll be soon walking like this. And it's not because I'm listening to R&B hip-hop. It's because I've got a bad hip. Anyhow, if you've got a gift of healing, let me know. But until then, I've got to cycle. I don't like cycling, but I've got this skinny little seat. It's sore on, on my behind, and I'm just like, is it, seriously, you've got to wear a pillow in the shorts? Like, have you ever seen cyclists that wear, like, pillows in their sh- You're like, what's wrong with their butt? But it's Johnny Walker has one of these. They wear these cycling shorts, and there's, like, their butt is all, like, it's got a pillow in it because they design the seat in such a way that it hurts your butt. Like, who is, I'm going to start designing bicycles. So anyhow, I, I, the first thing I ordered was the new seat. Um, and so I, I started going for cycles and started going through this routine. And I don't like things the same all the time. I get bored. And I just think about the pain in my legs. Actually, I was calling out Alan Murphy one day while I was on the bike, and I, ha- I actually was depressed. I had to come off. I was like, Alan, I can't talk right now. I'm, I can't breathe. Um, and this hurts. Um, I didn't call him for about three days. But anyhow, so I was cycling going to my normal routine, and I was about to go up this hill, and I was like, I wonder if there's some other way. This is just the norm, and it's just Guildford, and it's just, you know, it's only Guildford. And, and I decided to take a, a right turn out by, I knew there was a famous rugby player who lived out that way, so I thought I'd go and stalk him and, and see where he lived, because I always heard that's, that's where he lived. And so I took a, a detour down that road and down by, past the leisure center, and it was, a, it was a beautiful day. It was about 17 degrees, and all of a sudden, I'm like, this is unbelievable. You know, it, it was just so bliss and so peaceful, and there's people out running, and, and, and it, it was just in Guildford. 
It was the same place I'd lived for four years that was just okay. And I'd maybe got to the stage where at the start it was all fun and exciting, but I'd just got, got to a place where it was just okay. It's just Guildford. And I, I found myself after having been someone who had traveled to so many different beautiful places in the world with beautiful weather and all that kind of stuff, and I'd taken a different road, a stone's throw away from where I lived, and I was experiencing, it felt like heaven. It was the perfect temperature. There was no wind. It was the perfect, it was a new, it was a new place right where I lived. And you see, what I realized was I live here but I've never experienced this. I live here, but I've never seen this. I live here, and, and I've, it, it's never been, I never expected it to be like this. I'm telling you right now in your life, right where you are, right in the situation you're at, God wants to bring heaven to earth. He wants you to begin to move in a new direction, a new place. Listen, you'll still do the same job. You still have the same friends. You may still have the same car. You may, still, you may still have the same location. But something changes and shifts on the inside of you. And when that does, God brings you to a new place. God is always moving. And as you move and sometimes maybe do things that aren't that enjoyable, but they're good for your health. As you pray, sometimes when you pray, it feels a bit dead. It feels a bit numb. I'm telling you, if you open yourself to heaven, if you open yourself to the goodness of God, a new place will begin to appear in your life. You'll begin to experience joy. You'll begin to experience hope. Why? Because your eyes are not fixed on what is seen, but your eyes are fixed on what is not seen. Can I get an amen? Thank you all. Two. We're going down from three to two. <laughs> And so it says in Psalm 16, verses 11, it says, you make known the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. See, it's God gives us the path of life. He gives us a way to live, but he gives us the fuel for the fire too. We can sit, if we live a natural life, we'll always be looking at what everyone else is doing, and that'll define who we are. It'll define where we're going. It'll define what we believe, and you, you'll end up sitting in a place wanting to be somewhere else. But I'm telling you, what if a bunch of people began to get into the presence of God, experience the joy of the Lord, and began to bring heaven to earth right where they are? Not by your effort, by His presence. Not by your power, not by your might, but by His Spirit. What if that happened? This is what I believe would happen. A church, a gathering, a body of people will begin to rise up. The school that you went to would not no longer just be the school. It would be an opportunity. It would be a door of opportunity for God to move, to bring joy, to bring His presence. Why? Because you're a carrier. Because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. What is the temple? The temple holds the power. It holds the presence. And so all of a sudden you go into a school and you see hope. You see opportunity. All of a sudden you go into work. You see hope. You see opportunity. All of a sudden you're carrying the presence. All of a sudden God's given you words for people to encourage them, to pull them out of the pit. All of a sudden a world that's just natural becomes supernatural. All of a sudden the church is starting to overflow outside of the walls. 
when you move, when you call, but you, it starts with intimacy with the Father. I'm telling you, port it down, whatever town you're from can be the best place on earth to you if you surrender yourself into His presence. I, I believe in a church that is like heaven. When we, when we, we are creative with worship, we want it to, to sense, have a sense of heavenly. We want you to come. We're always, we're trying to get better every week. Why? Because God has put it in us to move, to be creative, to get better. We, we're going to try and create videos. Who have we got? Manny came on the scene. Let's make a video. I know he'll make it better because he knows the Father's heart. He's got love for people. So why would you not? There's joy in it. There's peace. There's love in it. It's exciting. It's heaven. And see, when people begin to catch it, the best day of the week becomes the Sunday. Why? Because we're gathering, not because it's a religious day, because we get to go and see family, because we go, get to go and see the family. We get to worship in a heavenly atmosphere. We get to lift up the name of Jesus. You see, this atmosphere, absolutely, it's created. It's just emotional, Phil. It's just emo Yeah, it is. So's love. <laughs> love and hate are emotions. Anyone experience them? There's a very fine line. You might waver a little bit. Joy. Have you experienced joy before? I, I haven't met a joyful person with a straight face. Well, yeah, for the most part. But there's an expression. There's an overflow. Peace. I haven't seen anyone freaking out that says I've got peace. Have you ever seen someone who's freaking out in turmoil and says, I've got peace right now? Would you believe them? There's an overflow. There's an emotion. And so, yes, we get to create the environment. Yes, why? Because God has given us the ability to create. We get to do it. We have a choice. You can be friendly or not friendly. It's your choice. We can, we can be a welcoming church or an, a not a welcoming church. And how do you not be a welcoming church? It's just don't talk about it. Don't be intentional about it. Don't do anything. We'll all be all closed in our wee cliques and wee groups and make everyone feel rejected. That's easy. That's normal. That's just like grass growing and weeds growing naturally. But we choose to be intentional, to have a team, to seek people out, to stand in the gap, to come to serve and not to be served, and we create heaven. When I was in the States, I remember, I, I don't know why, but, but I remember just going in the church I was a part of, that a real sense of excellence. And there's a tension there. It, it can't be all about performance, but there's certain things that you can do, like for instance, what about, did anyone see the post I put up about the coffee cups? Jane said the bigger one was better. I said minimal. It was 80-20. Jane won. <laughs> That's because you got all your friends to vote to beat me. Still getting over it. But anyhow, why? Why do it? What's the point? Because it shows value to people. Just that we're trying to create an environment that, that honors the Father. He's a God of excellence. He's a God of goodness. He, he created you in a good, to be good. He's happy. He, he brought Jesus because He loves us. 
when he created the temple and built the temple, it was built with excellence. And what does excellence do? It creates an environment of love. I value you, so I'm going to go over and above and create this space for you because we love you and because God loves us. And so point number one, sorry, I want to read through this scripture. I want to go through this prayer, just the first part of it. So a lot of us in school have heard this prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Just go ahead and put that up. So Matthew 6 and 9 says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also for, have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so the first step that you take is the most important one because it, it, is any, anybody having flashbacks of assembly? <laughs> our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so the first step you take is the most important one. So what is happening here first is important. So it starts off with our Father in heaven. Everyone say, our Father. Our Father, that just sounded just like, our Father in heaven. <laughs> All right, school, kids, back to the classrooms. Do your homework. Hallowed be your name. That's the only part I want to deal with this morning. Because we need to learn how to pray well. We need to learn how to pray a father's prayer. We need to learn to pray the way Jesus told them to pray. You see, what happened before this scripture was Jesus was teaching them, listen, when you pray, don't go pray in front of people. Don't go try and pr pray in front of people to impress people in the streets. Don't go fasting and letting everyone know. What, what he was really trying to get at is your heart is wrong. You're praying for the wrong motive. You're praying from the wrong place. And because of that, you're not experiencing heaven. He said, your reward you have gotten. Why did he say that? Because we're, they were going off praying for people, not for God. They, they were praying for, to please man in the street. Why? Because they needed to be seen. You'll not experience the heaven that God has for you. You'll not experience the new place that God has for you if you're praying to please the pastor, if you're praying to please your mother, if you're praying to please other people. No, you've got to come to a genuine place of truth with, with God and say, God, if you're real, I ask for you to come. And so the first thing we look at is a new access point. God has given us a new access point. It says here in 2 Corinthians 6 and 18, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. See, the first thing when you pray to bring heaven, to bring the presence, to bring the joy of the Lord, is you've got to understand that you're not doing it for people, you're doing it for the Father. You're doing it to be in relationship with the Father. You become a son and a daughter as soon as you surrender your life to Jesus. You're a son or a daughter. You have access to a Father. The access point, you have now a new access point. There's a new path to take. There may be areas of your life that you need a new access point in because there's no surrender. I'll give you this, God, but I'll not give you this. And so when you go to pray, when I go to pray, I'm like, God, I thank you that you're my father in heaven. God, I thank you that you're a good father, that you love me, that I'm safe to talk to you, that when I speak to you, you're not going to go off and tell anyone else. You're not going to try and throw me under the bus, that you love me. I remind my, my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions that God's a good father. Because what that begins to do is it creates a safe place for me to, to be honest. It's a safe place for me to say, God, this is what I'm struggling with. God, I feel bitterness towards this person. 
God, 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 I'm afraid to give you. I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to give the church because what if you don't provide for me? God, God I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to, to, to do what you've just told me, go and do that growth track because I'm afraid what if it tells me something that I don't feel I can do? God, this is where I'm at. Let God speak to you because God can bring peace to the, the worst storms. But if you don't talk to him, he doesn't have access into your situation. He doesn't have access into your life. God, I'm afraid of doing this today. I feel like you've told me to go and speak to that person. I'm afraid. God can give you peace. He can give you the peace to calm the storm so you can go ahead and do it. You can go ahead and do things. For heaven to come to earth, we need people who know the presence. We need, we need people who know how to pray to the Father, not to man, not to a religion, not to a, a false God. We need people who can pray to the Father who gives us his presence. And so the first thing you need to do in the morning is wake up and say, God, thank you that I'm loved. God, I thank you that I'm accepted because of what Jesus has done for me. This is, this is one of the things that I pray that's amazing and it transformed my life. Thank you, God, that I am the righteousness of God. What? It doesn't feel natural to say that. What? Me? Because of what Jesus done. I am your righteousness. I am your reward. That, that's like, what, what? I'm not good enough. Naturally, what, what happened to me was, I'm not good enough for that. I don't, no, I'm not. I wanted, to, I wanted to stop that. I promise you, you start to pray that over yourself, you have access to the Father. You have access, to, you feel accepted. Your behaviors will naturally begin to change. You'll not go try and get in your own back or trying to compete with other people if you start to believe that I'm the righteousness of God. I'm in right standing with God. I am his instrument. You start to pray that out loud over yourself, I guarantee you something will change. It will bring you to a new place. Heaven will begin to fall on your life. Joy will begin to come. Amen? Two, you'll get a new power. So there's a new, new access, there's new power. It says in Matthew 3 and 16, and when Jesus was baptized, come on, somebody needs to get baptized in here. Watch this. Immediately he went up from the water and behold the heavens. Everyone say heavens. The heavens were op open to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming, on, co and coming to rest on him. Heaven came. There's something about baptism. Why? Because when you go, when you baptize, when you get baptized, it's public. Something about heaven, something about new access, something about dying to the fear of man happens when you go public. There's new access. There's new power. When you, and that's what happens. It's, it's an overflow of, of surrender. Is, is that you're okay to tell your friends about it. You're okay when you're proud of who God is and when he's represented. That's why at this church, we try to create a place that you're proud of. There's a heaven upstairs. I'm telling you, it's like heaven. But it's something that you're proud of. Why? Because God it wasn't supposed to be something that was dead and boring. God is the most life-giving creature on, in the universe. So much so that he gave birth to you. So that, 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 
that blockage that you've had in your heart when you maybe struggled before of inviting people to church, if, if that's your case, or maybe even got ex getting excited about going to church, it, that's normal. That's a natural thing. What you're really saying to yourself is, I don't feel like this is life. I don't, I'm not convinced that there's life here. I'm not convinced that I actually enjoy this because you don't. And that's why we want to have a, an environment where, no, I'm convinced you've got to come and see this place. It's creativity everywhere. There's life everywhere. They're doing all kinds of stuff. We never stop. And it's fun. It's graceful. We're not trying to perform or, or please anyone. It's like, I, I, I love it. I love doing new things. I love new initiatives. I love creativity. I love seeing people in part. I love, this is a joy to my heart. I don't have, I'm, not burnt, I'm not burnt out watching people come to life in Christ. That lifts my spirit when people say they love church. And it leads them to God. We had Dylan Shurr in pre-service this morning. And that was his story. For six months, he's been coming here. Approximately. Came at our second last gathering. And I just got him to share it. Because I was like, Dylan, you've been here like every week, serving every week. What's going on in your head and your heart? Like, there's got to be something. And you seem to enjoy it. You seem to be smiling. What are you doing? And I just sent him a text during the week, and he just said, Phil, it's pointing me towards God. I love it. It's like the Odyssey every week. <laughs> I've, I've met new friends, a new family. It's the best day of the week. I'm making a difference. Heaven's come to earth. Lives are being changed. It's somewhere to be proud of. That represents to me, in my head, that represents who God is. And so going public releases heaven in your life. And so I just, I would love to do a, 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 another baptism before we start our, uh, our public launch. Just add some more fuel under the fire. And so if there's anyone that you haven't been publicly baptized, I'm telling you, it's a command. Why? To help you, not to hurt or to embarrass you. It's there to help you. So if you haven't done that, I ask you, pray about it. I would love for you to get baptized. And so a new power supply. And lastly, a new place. Number three, a new place. And so what is it? Our Father who art in heaven... So the power comes, sorry, I didn't, I didn't press into that a wee bit more. The, the, the power comes when we realize that God is in heaven. He comes to our earth. And so, our Father, God, I thank you, you love me. This is the situation I'm in right now. I thank you that you're my Father and you're in heaven. That means no matter what this situation right now naturally looks like, you're above it. You're over it. You're greater than it. Because you're in heaven. No matter if it looks impossible, no matter if it looks like it's a complete blockage, no matter if it looks like no one's going with me, Father, you're in heaven. And I'm on earth. So you're above everything that I'm going through. You're the name that is above every name that I see. You're the name that is more powerful than the pain that I experience right now. And so, Father, our Father, who art in heaven, 
God, may the heaven come to earth in this situation in my family. God, may heaven come to earth in, in my fear, in my anxiety. God, I call for you to intervene. I thank you that you're going to intervene in my school, in my personal life. God, I thank you that you're in heaven, that you're above and not beneath. And finally, a new place is found. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. That means I let go. Have your way. Because why? Can I say that? Because you're a good father. You created me. You're, you're in heaven. You're above all. And so because of that, I let go of my fear. You see, anxiety comes when we're like that. And faith in a good father does that. Some of us in here, you're holding on to maybe a person, a situation, a mindset. Come on. He's a good father. He loves you. He can do the impossible. But you must let it surrender to the, to the knowledge that he's in heaven and he's smarter than you. Are you devastated? He's smarter than you. Can you believe it? He's smarter than me. He knows better than me. He's got a better plan than you. He's got a better plan than me. He loves your family more than you. And he loves your family more than me. He loves your friends more than you. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's in heaven. You see, if you start to pray that in the assembly, our God who art in heaven, you might start to say, our God who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Oh, there's a bit of life there. Did you get scared? A bit of movement there. A bit of prayer there. Maybe that's what prayer was supposed to be. Maybe if you start to pray like that, maybe you would start to sense something different because you believe it. Hallowed be your name. God, you, you got it. You're better. You're stronger. You're smarter than me. I love you. You love me. You came to save and seek. Seek and save the lost. You came to redeem the earth. You came not to condemn but to free. I'm a vessel of honor. I'm a vessel that you can use to bring heaven to earth. But I must first believe that you're my father and that you're in heaven. Then I let go. And then I walk it out. And then I, I make impact. Not by my might, not by my strength, but by His Spirit. Amen? Luke 17, 33 says, If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let go, you'll save it. That's, that applies in every situation of your life. 
you let go because you've got a good father. You walk in his ways. He's got you. Amen? Let's pray. I just want to ask you to stand as we go into this next song of worship. We're going to go into a time of offering. I'm sorry, offering. We're going to go into a time of communion and worship. And there'll be communion at the back, the bread and and the wine. But also, I want to make sure that every time that we meet together, there's a chance to respond. Some of us in here, we're holding tight. We're holding tight to situations. We're holding tight to fears. And God wants you right now to let go. He's not going to force you. It's your choice. But I'm telling you, God's got a new place. He's got a new way. He's got a new life at the other side. I just want to ask, if you feel that that's you right now, I'd love to pray for you. And I would love to just give you an opportunity to respond. So with every head bowed and eye closed, if, if that's you, I'd just love you to pray. Or sorry, I'd love you just to raise a hand right now with the, the lights dimmed down. And we're about to go into worship. If that's you, just go ahead and raise your hand. I'd love to pray. I'd love us all just to say this prayer together for anyone that needs to commit or recommit their life to Jesus right now. If we'd all just say this together, church, out loud. Uh, Jesus, I love you. Thank you for a new place. God, thank you for new power. Thank you for new access. I receive you as Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. With every head bowed and eye closed, if you said that for the first time or the first time in a long time, I just want to, I would love you just to indicate by raising your hand so I can pray for you. And this is not for anyone here, it's for, it's for God. So if you said that for the first time or the first time in a long time,